It's time for the Video Marketing Value Podcast. This is the podcast where we help marketers just like you get more value out of your video marketing efforts. My name is Dane Golden from vidyup.tv and vidtarget.io, along with my co-host, she's R-E-N-E-T-E-L-E-Y, Renee Teeley from Video Explained. Hello, Renee. Hello. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I am always happy to be co-hosting this podcast with you, but today I am even more grateful to have people to talk to during Shelter in Place. So this is fantastic. Are you not thrilled? I'm thrilled. I'm delighted. I'm ecstatic. I am all of the things. And today we have a special guest, Brighton West of Brighton West Video. Welcome, Brighton. Woohoo! Great to be here, Dane. Brighton, we asked you on today because a lot of people are using Zoom these days. And you've been doing remote video coaching for all sorts of coaches, speakers, authors. So you've got a lot of experience with this. Can we talk about this today? Yes. Let us talk about the uh, the platform that everybody's talking about, Zoom. Awesome. So speaking of the things that everybody are talking about, uh, I'm just going to jump right in um, and let's talk about the big topic that's been dominating social media around Zoom recently. So what is Zoom bombing and how do you avoid it? And also, are there some other terms that people are using to describe this sort of phenomenon that's happening? Um, yes, Zoom bombing. I I I reported to the world that I had my first Zoom bomb, <laughs> Zoom bomb last week, and then I got an email afterwards that I that I discovered that I really just had a poorly behaved uh, actual participant. Um, so what happened is someone just <laughs> fell asleep on my um, on my on my Zoom meeting, and there were about a dozen people, and one of them was just sleeping in his bed, started snoring, um, and I thought it was someone who was just messing with me. I booted him off. Um, and I, you know, I, I actually made a video about how to boot, boot someone off. And the person I booted off was none other than Dane Golden. That was however, fun. that was in the demo, to, not, I was not sleeping. That was you the were demo the video we did for fun. Yes, exactly. You will find Dane on my YouTube channel getting kicked off of my zoom meeting. But, um, a couple days later I got an email from someone saying, Hey, I just wanted to apologize. I'm the guy who fell asleep on your webinar. And he's like, now I guess I've learned uh, when to turn off my camera. And so, so there's a couple of things to learn there. One is that yes, zoom bombing does exist. Um, and it is when someone, uh, joins a meeting that they're not invited to and disrupts it. Um, but then there's also just bad behavior um, and times when you should be turning your webcam off or covering it up or uh, whatnot, turning your mute button on. Um, other names for Zoom bombing. I think I came up with a whole bunch of them, but I can't think of them right now when I was doing the video. Um, but uh, like I said, it's people joining your Zoom meeting. And, and I am guessing that it is so much more under control now than it was a week ago because this weekend, uh, Zoom sent out an email, said, hey, we're going to do some updates. The updates came out. Monday morning rolled around. Um, a number of us had trouble getting into our Zoom meetings because they had password protected everything. Um, so there's a lot more security built in this week than last week. But uh, So I think we're going to have less people Zoom bombing. The other thing they turned on by default – so. All these things, a lot of the security existed in Zoom. It just wasn't turned on by default. So now passwords are turned on by default. 
as is the green room or the waiting room where people have to kind of get buzzed in. So they sit there in the waiting room until the, the organizer lets them in so they can do a little quick check to make sure the people that are coming in are the people they expect in. And what are some good tips in general to managing a Zoom room like a pro? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I guess I want to say that there, Zoom has really two products that are are very related to each other. One is the Zoom meeting room where everyone sees each other. And then there's Zoom webinars, which are just like a typical webinar where someone, you know, has to log in and um, they, you know, there's only one person on screen or maybe there's two people on screen. I didn't but, even know so, that. Okay. Yeah, you can, it's an upgrade. You just, you pay, um, you can do it for a month. I, whenever I have a webinar, I just pay for that month to get myself the webinar feature. Um, it's a great option. Um, but uh, the Zoom rooms are what's being used so much these days um, for business calls, for business meetings, um, for school calls, for and for happy hours. Um, so some things to, to kind of consider is, um, yeah, managing. So as the person who's hosting the meeting, you have the opportunity to, you'll see everyone on the screen and you can turn people's video off. You can turn their audio off. You can turn everybody's audio off, um, except for the person who's speaking. Um, and you can boot people out. So it's nice sometimes to have a co-host who's watching this. So if you're the host and you're talking, you could have a co-host assigned who's kind of looking at people and saying, oh, you know, like Dane Golden just started doing his daily workout in the middle of this uh, Zoom meeting. Let's just just, just turn off his you video. You laugh so, now. Yes. <laughs> I, I laugh when I see the daily workout. Um, but um, – so you can kind of control some of that stuff. There's there's a number of features also in Zoom that you can turn on ahead of time, like breakout rooms. Uh, these are fun feature where people can join into a room. You can break people out into like groups of three or four, and you can have that be random or not random. Um, so that's another thing you can do as an organizer. Uh, you can pass control of your screen so people can show their screen. There's there's so many features built into Zoom if you just dig deep enough. Um, there, there's there's a lot in there that you can turn on or turn off as you uh, before you start your meeting. Yeah, so great. So um, you've talked about this a little bit, but I just want to dive in a little bit more in terms of just setting up the weekly Zoom meeting. Like, what is what does that process look like? And are there some things that you recommend? Um, you know, some best practices for setting up a weekly meeting versus um, if you're actually recording your Zoom video for YouTube or publishing on other platforms. Okay, yeah, let me let me make sure. I'll, I'll take it two pieces at a time. One is setting yeah. up a meeting. So um, anyone can open a free, free Zoom account. And I think the Zoom, the, the first level of paid account is just $15. And the difference, there's some additional features in that paid account, but the biggest one is that group meetings, uh, more than two people are limited to 45 minutes if you have a free account. So it's really, it's very generous of them to give away what they're giving away. If you want to have uh, 20 people on a Zoom meeting and you want it to go for 47 minutes, you have to have the paid account. Um, but, you know, once you once you have your account set up and you've got the software on your computer, pretty much just starting the software and you can say, set up a new meeting or you can say, schedule a new meeting. Um, and you've got when you schedule a new meeting, there's a number of options there um, in terms of do you want it recurring? Do you want it to take just happen once? What topic is it? Um, 
do you want to use your personal meeting ID? So a personal meeting ID is kind of your room number and you can set this. I set it to be my phone number. Um, so that's kind of what I encourage people. If you're going to do something custom is set to your phone number so you can remember it. Or you're going to have Zoom generate a unique ID for this meeting. Um, and what's nice there is you don't have those potential people popping in or, or now attempting to pop in if you've got something unique. Um, you can set here whether you want the password or not, video on or off. Um, and this will also send it over to your Google Calendar. Also, what I've found is you can add in, I believe it's a... It's just an add-in, an extension for Chrome, maybe, so that your Google Calendar can automatically set your Zoom meetings for you. So when you go in and you say, what's the location of this meeting? Uh, you can say, the location is Zoom, and it'll automatically schedule a Zoom meeting for you. So some nice nice features there. So that's about setting up a meeting. Um, and the second part was about recording. So should you use Zoom to record videos? Um, I am a huge fan of Skype. Uh, we were joking in the pre-interview that we're using Skype to record a call or a um, a a podcast yeah. about Zoom. Thank you. I, I I was having struggling with the word podcast because I'm all about video, but um, <laughs> so um, Skype is just it's got some amazing recording functions built in. Zoom also has good recording functions. So I think when would I use Zoom um, if the person on the other end isn't super technical. More people today are used to using Zoom. Skype is has been around for a longer period of time and kind of fell out of favor for a little bit. Um, so Zoom does have a number of different recording features buried down in the settings. Um, so things like you can put it on, turn on Zoom to record a file that's more video editor friendly. So it's going to record a bigger file. You can tell it whether you want to record just the speaker view or the speaker view and the gallery view, the speaker view, the gallery view, and the shared screen view. And you know, one thing I suggest is recording the gallery view and the speaker view. So if you are trying to edit something in the future, um, with Zoom, it, it it switches the speaker view after someone starts speaking. So about a half a second after they start speaking, the, the video camera is on them. Uh, and that can be really annoying for a video editor to miss the first couple seconds or the first you know half a second of video on someone. So having recorded the gallery view, you've got two options for your video editor to put things together. And my super secret tip, don't tell anyone, but this is the super secret tip Dun, to recording... <laughs> is you have the person who's a, who wants to be on camera count to three out loud before they start speaking. So I do a lot of videos where I record other people. Um, if I have to do it on Zoom, they have to count to three. So one, two, three. By the time they reach to three, the video rec recording is on them and then they can speak and then I can just chop out the one, two, three. So, so uh, as a follow-up to that, you're saying that... Yeah. That since Zoom automatically moves to the person who's speaking, they have to speak so that the camera switches to them while you're being yep. silent. Exactly. Yeah, you have to stay silent. Uh, you don't want the camera switching back to you. They could just, you know, if they just did a, like a, uh, um, mm, I think, mm, yeah, and then they started speaking, they'd be fine. But it's easier to tell them to count to one through three um, and tell them to do it loud because you don't want it to accidentally 
still but have that, you on camera. But that's that's really not that's really really recording a one way type of discussion as you often do with your really cool testimonials service that you have. Yeah. But but uh, there's also situations I'm sure where someone want to do an interview back and forth, and it would just right. I'm sure it would just follow the speaker back and forth. Yeah, yeah, I could do that if you're not editing and it's following the speaker back and forth. It's it's okay um, because if if you're on the recording and your head is still there as the other person starts talking, that's okay. The stuff that I work with, it's just the other person. And if you're going to record, if you're going to edit yourself out of the recording, then you need to make sure that they're they're showing up on the camera. But that's the beauty of Skype. <laughs> Skype you, will allow you to record. Like I'm betting, I'm betting Dane Golden that all three of us are being recorded onto separate tracks for audio right now. If we were doing a video, we'd be recorded on separate video tracks. So it's kind of a, a video editor's dream over on Skype. But back to Zoom. Mm, yes, two tracks. But yeah, okay. So <laughs> um, now for the uninitiated... When they are being recorded for posterity on on Zoom, or if they just want to connect more with the people that they are speaking to, how do they look the camera in the eye or connect with the viewer in a way that makes them think that they're looking them in the eye? Yes, Dane makes a very good point here. And this is one of the... The things about um, webcams that I, I dislike the most is that the webcam is on top of your computer. The person you're talking to is on your computer screen. So typically, if you're looking at them on the screen, your camera is seeing kind of like your the camera is seeing that your eye line is down. So the other person feels like you're looking at their chin. Um, we're doing so many or video their conferences chest that, or whatever. <clears throat> Exactly. <laughs> or over their shoulder. Yes, exactly. You know, I wasn't going to go there, Dane Golden, but it's your podcast. Okay, <laughs> so, go on. Go on. Go on. Um, so how do you solve but, this uh, problem of being so rude? So how do we solve this? Essentially, if you're not looking at them, you're sort of being rude, but it, we sort of accept it. But but I like to improve upon that. So you've, you have some tricks on doing this. Yeah. So yeah, if you're if you're doing a video conference back and forth and you're doing that kind of like rude, yeah, we totally accept it. If you're recording video with this and like playing it back on YouTube, we totally do not accept it because people expect on YouTube that you are looking at the camera. You are talking to that one person, not to some random screen. So the way you fix this is by talking to the camera. You make eye contact with the camera. Um, I've got little eyeballs taped next to mine to remind me that that's where I should be looking. Um, and the other thing I have is, is a, is a setup here. Um, actually, since I got this up and running, I have not taken it off my desk. I love it. So essentially I've got a, a teleprompter, a webcam and an external monitor. When I am on a video call now, my camera is behind a, a one-way, two-way mirror. It's behind a mirror looking through the lens, or the, the lens is looking through the glass, recording me. I am looking directly at the lens, and I'm seeing the other person that I'm talking to. So it makes it super easy to make eye contact because there's no trick to it. Um, but if you are if you don't have such a contraption, um, just look at that little green dot. Um, look at the camera. That will make it feel like you're looking into their eyes, which is probably the most important thing is how does your viewer feel? Yeah, so I actually watched uh, a number of your videos on YouTube all about um, teleprompters and different ways of kind of making sure that you're actually connecting with the viewer and 
and looking at the camera directly. I feel like this is the same sort of problem that happens when people are recording videos through their iPhone. Like they want to look at themselves yep. uh, instead of the lens. And so you have to kind of remind yourself to look at the lens because that's what the viewer is going to see as your eye line. So just curious in terms of your personal setup, um, do you personally use a desktop teleprompter uh, for your webcam recordings or have you just sort of trained yourself to look directly at the webcam? Um, so I'm going to answer both. So I had trained myself. And like I said, I always have those little eyes up there um, to to remind me and to also kind of anthropomorphize. Did I pronounce that right? Um, my camera. So I see eyes and I feel like I'm talking to, to someone else. Um, however, now about two weeks ago, I got this set up, set up on my desk and it has not been turned off since. I do a lot of video calls and it is just so wonderful to be able to look into the camera, not have to fake it um, so that I can look at the other person. I can see how they're reacting to what I'm saying. I can see if they're getting lost, if I'm doing something a little too complicated um, and they feel that connection to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that the desktop teleprompter will be a permanent piece of my desktop setup from here on out. And and we'll link to both those videos in the uh, show notes. But as far as Zoom backgrounds, now mm. I, I've been on my calls lately, I've been adding a custom background that makes it look like, like everyone else. I'm sitting in my kitchen now uh, in captivity, except I put Jennifer Aniston in my kitchen. And, and, and <laughs> I got and, to see it this morning and it was pretty funny. Yes. yes. And, and, and now I see that Zoom has just added the option for video. I guess you do a, like a small loop or something. Mm -hmm. um, is this something people should do for their business or not or any tips about this at all? Yeah. So um, this actually gets into a great point, which is to update Zoom. So um, Zoom is constantly adding features. Uh, and so you can just go into, I think, you know, on, into the upper left and say like, hey, you know, check for updates and see if anything new has come out um, because that feature with video backgrounds was added and it wasn't super clear, you know, depending on which which version you have, whether or not some of these features actually work. Uh, so they might have been they might have been there, but they didn't work. So um, video backgrounds, lots of fun. Um, just regular backgrounds can be lots of fun, too. And but they are fake. So I tend to see them showing up on more like happy hours where people are having fun. I have one that's the office. Um, so it's I, I set myself up in um, in Michael's office and Stanley's typing behind me. Um, so it's definitely a lot of fun, but it's not something I would do with a client. And actually now is the time when we are so craving human connection and having your uh, your house in your background is, is really is really a good thing um, because I've noticed that on my calls now I have a lot more connection time with the person I'm talking to instead of jumping right in. I usually ask them how they're doing. Um, it's kind of there's a little bit more connection needed and be, by being able to see what's in their background to see, oh, clearly they have a toddler or they have a dog or, you know, whatever is important to them in their life is there. So I think losing the virtual backgrounds helps you connect better. Um, however, if you've got a inappropriate spot, like you're in your bedroom, uh, or your bathroom, turn the virtual background <laughs> on. People don't want to see that stuff. <laughs> so, so what I hear you saying is authenticity is the new authenticity. 
Exactly. <laughs> yes. All right. Great. Well, well, this is a great Brighton West. Fantastic tips for our listeners. How can people find out more about Zoom and other projects you are working on? Yes. Well, they can find me over on YouTube, um, youtube.com front slash Brighton West video. Uh, or they can go to brightonwestvideo.com. And uh, yeah, I've got lots of stuff on my blog, lots of um, stuff on my YouTube channel. I'm, uh, sometimes I slow down on YouTube, but lately I've been just posting because it's like, oh, I need people need to know about this. And, and YouTube is the way I communicate. So lots of, lots of the stuff name, coming out name right of now. That, the name of that YouTube channel? You have two. So Bright- which ones? Uh, so Brighton West Video is actually the one that I suggest people go to. Um, I have lots of YouTube channels, Uh, Dane. Uh, So um, that's the one where all the good helpful stuff is, though. (laughs) All right. Brighton West, that's B-R-I-G-H-T-O-N West. My name is Dane Golden with my co-host. She's R-E-N-E-T-E-L-E-Y, Renee T. Lee. And we want to thank you, the listener, for joining us. Right, Renee? Yes, absolutely. And we hope that you love this podcast just as much as we do. And I want to invite you to review us on Apple Podcasts. But, hey, if you can't find that review button on your podcast app, click and share that uh, Click that share button right now because I know you're listening to this somewhere where you can share it. And let your friends know that we'd also like to help them with their video marketing via this podcast. Renee and I do the podcast and our various other YouTube videos and speaking when people do speak in public and the other projects because we love helping businesses do YouTube and video marketing better. Thanks to our special guest, Brighton West. Until next week, here's to helping you help your customers through video. Video.